You're listening to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Minute with Rachel, Scott, and Adam. And, well, I never met him because he was digging out a basement, but it was Chris. And I am Michelangelo, and I have this to say. Wise men say, forgiveness is divine, but never pay full price for late pizza. Dueling Genre Hi everyone, welcome to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Minute, the daily podcast where we are talking about the 1991 live-action Turtles sequel, The Secret of the Ooze, one, the pink one, minute at a time. (laughs) I am your host, Scott Tofty. It is minute 64. It is Thursday. We don't have a fun hashtag for this one, but uh, you know what we do have? We have Chris O'Connor. Hey, it's me. It's you. And we have Rachel Gatlin. Hi. And we have Adam Sheehan. Hi. And as a special bonus treat, once again, from the sewer den, Mr. John Zelenak. Cello. <laughs> cello. Did you say cello or shello? Cello. Because cello makes a lot more sense with the Ninja yeah. Turtles. Yeah, I get it. Hey, man, how you doing? Welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. Happy to be here once again, ready to talk some turtles. Yeah. A lot of stuff in this minute. We got a lot of good stuff. Uh, John, once again, is from the Sewer Den, the uh, Ninja Turtles collecting blog. And I had a question for you, and I, this might put you on the spot. Well, I actually have a couple questions for you because we yeah, didn't do the normal. Spot. We didn't do the normal questionnaire. So I guess I'll do this one first, and then I'll do that one. Is that okay? Yeah, fire so start, away. Start with this and go with that. All right. So here's the this question: uh, How did you become a Ninja Turtles fan? What is your like first turtle memory? So my first turtle memory, I was one of the kids that fell in love with the cartoon. I just Saturday mornings spotted this thing. I was like, what is this? Uh, loved other Saturday morning cartoons, serial, the pretty much like perfect late 80s, early 90s picture. Um, and my mom thought that I was into the Renaissance artists when I started saying, I love Raphael, Leonardo, Donatello, Michelangelo. Didn't we theorize that that must have happened? I seem to recall a conversation Yeah, about the librarian. We, we, we talked oh, about yeah. the librarian being really excited that all these kids are into the Renaissance. Oh, yeah. My mom was totally like that librarian. She just like was fueled the obsession and was like, well, my son loves these turtle or my son loves these artists, so we're going to keep on going with this. And then it just... Kind of uh, once she realized she probably was a little let down, but she was okay with it. So the turtle passion continued and uh, she supported the the phenomenon. Was the sewer den almost like the cr- classical Renaissance artist den? Um, man, that would be a totally different turn if it went down there. You'd be so much poorer. Uh, yeah, I would. I feel like it'd be a lot or less wealthier. interesting. Or too. <laughs> yeah, maybe I made a big mistake. Uh, <laughs> I've made a terrible mistake. Connoisseur um, of fine outs. And have you stuck with turtles like the whole way through? Like I know that I sort of was big into turtles as a kid, and then sort of lulled off through middle school. And then as I got old enough to appreciate geekdom again, kind of got back into it. Yeah, I had a similar path, kind of in the high school years um, when I like got my first girlfriend. I left turtles behind for a little bit, and then in college, actually that. 2003 series when they rebooted it and brought it back like i don't my roommates also kind of got into that so we kind of will all watch that together and it fueled the resurgence of 
uh, my turtles obsession. I, and then, I, yeah, then here I we t- are. Today. I think that that's probably about the same time that I started getting back into it. Is that 2003 cartoon? Yeah, it was good. It was like it also because it was a little less cheesy for at that time in my life. I guess it blended what I still liked about turtles, but grew up a little bit. So, yeah, it was just a nice little fusion of fusion of old meets new. And here's the second question. What is your favorite or what is the coolest item that you have in your collection? Like the mind blower. Okay. Coolest or favorite? Let's give us both. Give us one and the other. Okay. So my favorite is in terms of a, it's like kind of story related. Well, one, um, my now wife, we joked that there, you remember that like Krang Android body? It was like this foot tall Krang toy. Yeah, so when we were dating, I was always like, if you want to get married, um, if I'm ever going to give a ring, you need to give me that thing. And I want it with a with box and everything, and it was a box, whole shebang. So uh, for my birthday one year, she got it, and it was like very specific. I wanted the box, but I wanted it to be in open condition so like I could still take it out and stuff. So I yeah. got this thing. And then later that same year, I found one at a flea market for 50 cents. <laughs> so nice. she was always like, why? I don't understand. How did somebody sell this for 50 cents? I bought that thing for a couple hundred bucks. I mean, oh, it wasn't God. like crazy expensive, but, you know, for a toy, well, a couple still. hundred bucks is, is, a, is too much already. For a giant Android baby, man, it's a little bit of cash. <laughs> yeah, she's like, I don't really get what this proves about our love, this thing in a diaper. But okay. <laughs> My best friend growing up had had it. Uh, Jeff, he was actually on the show. Yeah, I had one, and I I was I almost stole it so many times. <laughs> like I just I coveted that thing. We all had that it. friend that had better Ninja Turtle toys than us. <laughs> all right, so now what's the coolest item that you have? Um, the coolest item. So, uh, you cut some of this silence of me thinking, but I do, I, I have a lot of things that are just like from Japan that I like, mm. um, in within that collection, it's actually something that's like kind of newer. Um, when I went to Thailand a few years ago, I found this turtles minion bootleg figure. So it looks like a minion, but it's a Ninja turtle oh, and wow. it's like Michelangelo Raphael. So it's kind of strange and not worth anything. Like it's pretty trashy, but <laughs> I, I don't know. I like it. Something about it speaks to me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's super cool. And yeah. uh, I, man, I I need to pay more attention to your blog because you sound like you have a lot of cool stuff over there. Yeah, there, um, it's fun. There's like new stuff. There's old stuff. Um, I try to like I things that probably aren't worth as much as some of these like rare action figures. Like I have some rare action figures and stuff that go for a pretty penny, but it's those weird things like Ninja Turtles windsock and. Soap and toothpaste from 1989. I know, that's pretty (laughs) thrilling, too. That's crazy. (laughs) When I got that as a kid, I was like, I don't get what this is. How do I play with this? What on earth is a windsock? What's the point? Do you not know what a windsock is, Adam? Is it like socks but there's like a fan no it's one of those nylon things that you hang outside and it's got streamers on the bottom it's It's like like a a cylindrical flag yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. all right but it just kind of looks like somebody took all the bones out of a ninja turtle and like left the rest (laughs) to like hang it's very creepy oh man speaking of uh morbid science experiments let's get into minute 65 shall we 64 let's get into minute 64 shall we nice segue thank you 
Uh, so Professor Jordan Perry is uh, sucking up some stuff in his turkey baster, and uh, the first thing is that he drops a number. He 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 says Donatello with the temperature, and Donatello says three thirty eight Kelvin. Uh, I have a conversion because this is a movies Ooh. by minute podcast, and these details are important. Three thirty eight Kelvin is equal to one hundred forty eight point seven three degrees Fahrenheit. Ooh. Yeah, so it's pretty hot. Mm-hmm. It'll, it'll it'll leave a mark if it touches you, you know. Is it's it boiling warm. in the scene? Uh, I mean, I, I don't know if it's boiling. It's uh, it doesn't look like it was boiling. Okay, but it's, good. Well, then it's accurate then, because boiling's above that, right? Well, mm-hmm. the boiling point of water, we don't know about. Oh, yeah, true, true. Yeah, it's correct. Let me leave my science at the curb. Yeah, well, we're going to test more of your science here because the next thing that we get is Professor Perry asking for the dimethyl chloride from Michelangelo. Uh, I googled dimethyl chloride and... Two methanes, one chloride? Yeah, well, I was Basically. I was, I was, was excited and sad at the same time. I was sad because I didn't find like a specific wiki article on like what dimethyl chloride is. Yeah. Um. So that broke my heart. But the first thing that popped up was... This scene from Ninja Turtles 2. I didn't I, I literally just typed dimethyl chloride and then like a secret of the use stuff starts showing up. I uh, du- I dug a little deeper. Go for it, Adam. Um I found I found dimethyl uh sulfide, which I found out has a boiling temperature of 99 degrees. Oh. I also found uh where is it? I wrote this down. Uh dimethyl benzyl ammonium chloride. Which is found in a lot of soap and glass cleaners as antibacterial properties, but that's mm. that's about as far as I got. Anti mutagenogenic properties. I pretend I said that word right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I didn't find anything about anti mutagen or uh, the pink one. I also googled no. the pink one. Don't oh, do that without safe searching. Oh, <laughs> Kids Whoa. at home, ask your parents before googling one. anything. Immediately delete your browser history. <laughs> Throw your computer away. <laughs> You've ruined it. The pink one. Oh man! But yes, we get the pink one. Uh, so dimethyl. What do we say? That's that's two methane. Two methane. Okay, and then uh, chloride. chloride chlorine is a single chlorine. Uh, yeah. Okay. So the science. Yay! The label on the pink one is also looks like the turtles made it themselves. It's just <laughs> so basic. It doesn't look street legal at all well i mean we're gonna learn why some of that is right now they're they're kind of working in a hodgepodge lab you know we don't exactly have the high quality uh tcri standards of scientific experimentation tgr damn it i said it with such confidence too (laughs) um but i always thought the pink one was just pepto-bismol yeah maybe melted bubble gum (laughs) <laughs> oh, maybe. Could be melted bubblegum. Or um, what was that stuff? Amoxicillin? It was uh, usually pink and oof. tasted of bubblegum. Mm. At least mm. when I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Could be. I like the the different colors of liquid that we have going here. And I also enjoy the copious amounts of fog and smoke because, let's face it, it wouldn't be movie chemistry if there wasn't smoke and fog. Right. So I have a little game I'd like to play. Uh, well, it's a game we've been playing throughout this whole show. So we're in a little meth lab here. We've got the turtles. We've got Perry. So Perry, he's the uh, he's the Walter White of this group. Okay. 
who is everybody else? I, I, I would I would suggest that Donnie would be the Gail Bedecker. Okay. Uh Mikey is Badger. Yeah. Is um, is Kino the Jesse in this? I think I was gonna say uh Raph would be the Jesse. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, a little starting some trouble. <laughs> <laughs> or no, Raph is is the uh the Uncle Hank. Oh. Maybe Uncle, Uncle Frank. Uncle Frank. Uncle Frank. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Tank. Uh, that's as far as I got. Uh, yeah. So this would probably be a bad time to let everyone know that I've never actually watched Breaking Bad. Me neither. Bad. Oh, that's you guys are bad at this. <laughs> I gave up after season one. <laughs> oh, Too much wow. stress. Yeah, but that well, was, it, I, is, it is stressful. I, I did uh, confess to the Facebook group today that I've never watched The Wire. That usually sets people I up. never watched yeah, that either. It's okay. The only thing I know about the wire is it used to film outside my sister's law firm in uh, Baltimore. My my go to is I've only seen one Harry Potter movie, and that, that just blows people's minds. People well, get really books. offended about that one too. Rachel, yeah. I'm not going to render an opinion on that because the last time I did that, we got in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I I bit my tongue so hard on Spider Man too. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, so. Pepto-Bismol and uh, Science and Breaking Bad. The turtles are definitely making... You see... Okay. Gathering my thoughts, taking a breath. At the end of this minute, Kino... I believe it's this minute. Kino says something about the subway, about getting this stuff in on the subway. Yeah. Do you think that anybody could get on a subway now carrying this much science equipment and not immediately be dragged out by the hair by the FBI? Yeah, someone would see something and say something. Absolutely. <laughs> Unless he's got it hidden in like a grocery bag or something. Yeah, one of those big blue IKEA bags. I feel well, like, those, really like uh, those rolling. Yeah. Those like uh, you know he has it like in a plastic tub on on rollers. Oh, yeah. yeah, like he sells T-shirts and Times Square. I'm just Square going to Coney Island. What? <laughs> yeah, I just I I. I have a lot of thoughts about the turtles transporting all these chemicals, specifically Kino. Because uh, it, it seems like he's the only one that did it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and where did he get them? Yeah, that's my big question. Is there some science store that I don't know about? So Random pizza delivery boy walks in and just says, hey, I need all of this stuff. And they're like, so what sort of drugs are you making? That's a good question. <laughs> Do you think Perry had him go back to the TCR, to, sorry, TGRI lab? Maybe. Maybe. Like, I mean. Give him his key card and tell him what to get. I just had this funny scene in my head of uh, Kino and like whatever the science version of Radio Shack is. And he like reads off this list of chemicals and the guy behind the counter just goes, oh, anti-mutagen, huh? <laughs> uh, it's I've like been getting a lot of requests for that lately. <laughs> like the That's scene a in... deleted scene they need to put on the DVD. Make <laughs> <Yeah>. that happen. <laughs> like the scene in Teen Wolf when he's trying to buy beer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I want to see Kino like dressed up in a lab coat pretending to be a scientist sneaking through TGRI with like a like a handwritten on loose leaf paper scribbled list of shopping list. Uh, yeah, chemicals and glassware. <laughs> now I'm like picturing him on Raphael's shoulders with like a big lab coat so he's like double the size. <laughs> but, but he's why? like 12 feet tall. <laughs> he's yeah. so tall. Man. <laughs> or or Kino sitting on uh, Mikey's shoulders in a really long white lab coat, like two kids in a trench coat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Oh man, I love that 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 cliche. Oh god, it's so good. All right. Well, anyway, notwithstanding where we got the chemicals from, we got them. Um, best part of this minute, in my opinion, is the pizza drop. Yes. Yeah. A yeah. couple of pies. I hope you don't mind. <laughs> it almost feels like they let the turtles improv right there. They're like, all right, guys, let's just see what happens if you drop the pizza in. I know how I'm useful to this group. I bring pizza. They love me for my pizza. I would be willing to bet this might even be an improv thing. This might not be in the script. Just because it's so funny. This moment is hilarious. And in my personal opinion, there's just not a lot of actual laugh out loud funny parts of this movie. I giggled watching this just a minute ago. Like, full on out loud, people in the house looking at me funny kind of giggle. <laughs> we we also just had that thing where they all took turns doing the same joke. They all get real close and smell it and then describe how bad it smells. They did not take <laughs> chemistry class. Yeah, no wafting. Right. <laughs> so just going back a second um, for scientific supplies, there is a company called Thomas Scientific that I just found on Google. And you can enter in like, I need, uh, you know, five flasks. The problem is it's like thirteen hundred dollars. I need, I need a gallon of ether. Well, I mean, this is a very fancy looking flask, but there there are scientific supply companies. I don't know how readily they available they were in nineteen ninety one. Well, they probably be all over the city. So many labs yeah. and like you know R and D and universities. I'm sure there. If if he didn't send him to TGRI, he probably is like, I know a guy on so and such street. He's got to walk up, go there, and ask him and tell him that I sent you. Yeah. Yeah, can we also talk about just for a minute? Perry has been rescued. The turtles are not going to hold him hostage. He could probably leave, but there's something in his character where he feels like he needs to help now, and I think that's worth talking about. Like he needs to undo the wrongs that have been done. He's he's committed to this course of action, and I think as, as we uh, you know get just into the end of this minute, uh, he has been working against the shredder from the start. Oh, yeah, I would like to talk about that, too. Are we good on the pizza gag? It's really funny. Tee-hee pizza. Yeah. Good. Well, yeah. I, I I have one more thing to say about the pizza oh, gag. Oh, please, I, I just can talk about of. it all day. I feel like if I was watching this movie for the first time right now, after that pizza gag, that would kind of plant a seed in my head that Something. when they go to use the <laughs> retro mutagen later, I would expect them to turn into pizza monsters. <laughs> pizza the hut! Well, especially if you've seen the cartoon episode, The Case of the Killer Pizzas. Yeah, it all ties together. Yeah. The, little, the little meatballs that came to life. That would be such a great... Who was... like? Was that Baxter Stockman's plan, right? Uh, Baxter and the Shredder had the, the, the pizza monsters, yeah. Um, no, I was going to ask. One of our guests said something about it. Remember they talked about a giant spider they kept waiting for? <laughs> that, that was, was Jeff, Jeff. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Same thing. Like, where's the giant pizza monster? How come the pizza didn't yeah. have any effect? <laughs> yeah. yeah, why is there no payoff to this? Uh, they did not index card this joke. This or, accidental ingredient. Or if it had just happened immediately, like they dropped the pizza and then all of a sudden, like it just turned into a giant pizza <laughs> yeah. monster and it just started destroying Or just cheese place. started just, rising up out of the Just like a little pizza monster, like the alien at the end of Spaceballs, like doing the little the little song and dance. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm just watching it again and Michelangelo looking dead to camera and like just turning around and walking away like nothing happened happened mm-hmm. it, it makes me laugh i'm it's so funny it's such a good part 
Oh, man. Pizza. Donatello's got some good face <laughs> there, too. So we cut to the next scene, and we see where the turtles throw away all their stuff. And uh, they are very pro-recycling, the turtles. Yeah. Um, they have signs that say, recycle dudes, keep it clean, keep it green. They are full-on 1990s invested in recycling. That shot lasts, too. It just lingers there. Yeah. Uh, however, I have a question for you guys. Maybe you can help me out. Is that a Captain Kirk action figure on the left of the screen? Oh, my God. It is. What is that? Oh, yeah. It looks like one of those, like, Mego doll kind of ones. Yeah. It kind of looks Captain Kirky, but I'm not. It's a little too blurry to tell. Um, I'd, I'd like to think yes. And, of course, we know it belongs to Leonardo, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, he was a big fan of, of the a similar show in the 2012 cartoon yeah yeah, yeah. we're gonna we're gonna attribute that one to him space um but this heroes. is yes space heroes that's right this is this is where the minute gets uh interesting because perry divulges something that uh sort of is really big and important but is kind of glossed over he says that he contaminated the ooze that transformed toka and razar he pulled a Galen Urso, guys. Yeah. <laughs> he built a flaw into the Death Star. <laughs> and the only time it's mentioned is this really quick little exchange here. Yeah. You never see him, like, do it. There's never any sort of moment of apprehension where he does something he's not supposed to do. He's never, like, nervous about anything. He's just, he's pretty cool as a cucumber. As we established, he's, like, very comfortable, tied up, you know, and, and with the tape over his face. He's just like, yeah, yeah, the PG crime crime gang isn't going to kill me, whatever. I don't care. So Well, I, I, I kind of mentioned that before because I said the turtles got mutated with just raw ooze. And then uh, Perry had this whole meth lab. He was making stupid sauce. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, Adam, but that brings me to my point. Like, it feels, we now, we're like, oh, this makes sense. That's why it's so dumb. But it feels like that's the screenwriter had the same issue also. Like, he got to this point writing and then was like, oh, oh, there's a massive plot hole here. Yeah. I'll just do this. Um or, or you know, it might he might not have written at this point. There may have been more stuff. Like, he may have, you know, Jordan Perry may have had more to do in the original script. And then it's just like, you know, the scenes where he does, like, tinker with the formula or, like, you know, does something that's, you know, not, you know, that, that sort of stuff may have been cut out for time. That's also true. Um, but the other thing it tells me is that just like the fact that he's sort of staying in this and not just bolting, Perry's got some balls because he stood up to Shredder and was, like, subverting him the whole time, which, number one, makes Shredder look a little silly in this movie again, uh, but it also makes Perry look kind of badass. Yeah, Shredder got bested by some nerd. <laughs> in a bow tie. <laughs> yeah. Bow ties like, are cool. He's still wearing the bow tie, even though he's been captured in the sewer now hanging with the turtles but still looking classy yep yep i'm amazed that his glasses never got broken this whole ordeal and his white lab coat is not very dirty for having trudged through a sewer well scott ninja training even even the worst criminal type ninjas are taught to never punch a guy with glasses (laughs) (laughs) uh shredder's like i could do this but i won't (laughs) 
He but is wearing glasses. Darn it. Take off <laughs> your glasses. I dare you. Is Perry's plan the equivalent of a pissy waiter spitting in your food? <laughs> Basically. <laughs> like it seems show. to be. He ordered the $300 bottle of wine, but I bet his palate won't be able to detect that I gave him the $20 bottle that, of wine. That actually happens all the time, apparently. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. Like, you'll order the expensive bottle of wine, and they'll bring you, like, the cheaper one. Yeah. If Especially if you're rude. Yeah. See, Jeez. that's why I always just order the cheap one. You guys yeah. you guys ever see that movie, Waiting? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ryan Reynolds or whatever? Yeah. Now, was yeah. that Ryan Reynolds, or was no. that... Um... It was Ryan Reynolds. It's like vintage Reynolds. <laughs> yeah. That's like uh. pre-Van Wilder Ryan Reynolds. Wow. I think it was the same time as Van Wilder. I mean, it was like I think it was like right before Van Wilder. Mm. Yeah. Like the, anyway, it's a good movie, and it makes me not want to eat food out ever. Um, mm-hmm. Ryan Reynolds, it's funny. Yeah, Ryan Reynolds would be fun as a Ninja Turtle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now he, I want to see a Deadpool Ninja Turtles crossover. Ah, yeah. No, that would be cool. Would Deadpool be would have fun. more fun with it than Batman did. <laughs> this is true. Deadpool, Batman, and the Ninja Turtles crossover? Let's do oh. that. Batman would be so mad. <laughs> um, well, that brings us to the end of the minute, and I'm just going to check my notes here and uh, make sure that uh, we got everything in. It looks like we did. Anyone have any final thoughts? No. Nope. Bring that Bart Simpson's glass. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're going to get it again. It'll be back. <laughs> They're uh, one glass. <laughs> make sure you guys check John out at the Sewer Den all over social media. It's a great blog. Highly recommended. I'm going to go check it out. And make sure you guys head over to duelinggenre.com slash support if you'd like to become a Patreon supporter and uh, help us keep our websites going so we can keep hosting these lovely podcasts that you enjoy so much. There might be some bonus content, etc., etc. You can also go to duelinggenre.com slash merch and you can buy t-shirts and other junk with uh, fun logos and inside jokes from our shows. We just released our Funny Mikey's Combat Cold Cuts t-shirt, so go get that one. Uh... I guess that's all I'll plug for now. Yeah. For the crew here. That's well plugged. Yeah, very well plugged. We plugged it up real good. For the crew here <laughs> at uh, Ninja Way to Turtles. go, you little Dutch boy. <laughs> uh, all right, whatever. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Adios. Uh, cowabunga. <laughs>